Welcome to the Athena Wellness Podcast, the show that invites you to take a seat around the community fire and listen to stories that inspire. I'm your host, Kathy Robinson, author, coach, and founder of Athena Wellness, a company that's dedicated to supporting you on your journey to live more wholeheartedly. Hello and welcome, friends. Thanks so much for joining me for the shortened Wellness Wednesday episode, a little midweek boost to help keep your warrior vibe high. Today's show is a Walking the Talk vancast, a look behind the scenes into what I'm learning and working through, along with a takeaway for you. These portable episodes are informal and casual, recorded on the go from wherever I happen to be at the time. And today, I'm spending a quiet day at home. As you may have gathered from the van casts that I've done over the last three and a half months, it's been an unusual time. I've hinted at the sudden co-responsibility of caregiving for a loved one, and it was an intense period of sharing quality time, creative problem solving, and being present with my dad, who passed last week at the age of 101. Compared to others in my family who have had years-long stints as primary caregivers, this is not a long period of time. And there are many reasons why I'm glad to have had the experience and honored to have been with him at the time of his passing. That said, beginning again is turning into an interesting experience. And since I'm viewing it as an opportunity, I'd like to share some thoughts with you. And I'd like to expand the topic beyond caregiving and address how to begin again after any major life disruption or transition. Whatever the source of your life transition, it can be difficult to know where to start re-entering or rebuilding your life. Unexpected feelings may arise or the grieving process may take you by surprise. Sometimes a feeling of inertia can be overwhelming. Any and all of these responses are a normal part of adjusting to a new reality. I've been surprised by my own experience in two ways. The first was in the early days. While responding to the situation this summer, out of necessity, I stripped away anything in my life that wasn't essential to make room for what was needed. That ranged from my personal life to running a household to running a business. I repeatedly asked myself, what are the essentials? And then continuously challenged my own assessment as the months continued to elapse. The second was how I anticipated emerging from the situation when it concluded. In the summer months, I dreamed of taking my van up to New England for a week or so with no plan or itinerary, just driving where I felt compelled to go. Since I took the solo cross-country trip back in May, I knew I could reach any destination within a day's drive, so it felt like a good place to aimlessly wander. As time went on and the effort intensified, all I wanted, though, was to be at home, surrounded by what poet David White calls well-peopled solitude. I envisioned an unstructured week of silence, long walks, good food, lots of writing, and deep sleep. 
And then last week, in the midst of making arrangements, neither of those scenarios felt right. I could feel my life inviting me back, and I felt I had the emotional capacity to respond. But there was a twist. I don't want to go back to the life I was living prior to this experience. I want to use this occasion as an opportunity to rethink and rework how I've constructed my post-corporate life. Before I share how I'm envisioning life going forward, let me share some advice I've received from the amazing hospice workers I got to know over the last few months. They encourage caregivers to do the following. 1. Allow sufficient time for grieving. This seems obvious, but it's tricky because the grieving process is not linear, and it's different for everyone. This time has been a good reminder to feel what I'm feeling and utilize the tools I've accumulated in my toolkit, such as journaling or going for a run or a hike, to express and process them in a healthy way. 2. Prioritize self-care. In times of intense caregiving, our own well-being gets put on the back burner. During this time, I had to give myself permission to do the best I could, and it's hard for me to cut myself that kind of slack. Getting back to my workouts, eating healthy, and getting adequate sleep have all been welcomed. And three, give yourself time and support. Again, this will vary depending on the circumstance. What I need in the aftermath of supporting someone who lived a full life versus another who was grieving the unexpected loss of someone much younger will look very different. A person who experienced the latter may have more difficulty re-engaging in life. Personally, I learned so much from this experience. It has put my life in perspective. Perhaps it's because I'm approaching a milestone birthday next year, and I'll talk more about that in a bit. But it seems like a beautiful opportunity to reflect on this time and use it as a springboard into my future, starting with reassessing my priorities and aligning my daily activities in accordance. Here's how I'm thinking about it. A simple four-step process I've been giving a lot of thought to over the last few months. 1. Reflect. What matters most? As I mentioned, I focused only on the activities that were essential since mid-July. Now things have eased, and the question I'm holding is, do I keep things at this minimalistic level or reintroduce some things that I put aside? To work with this question, I'm reviewing the work I've done in the last few series of VanCasts on midlife wellness, creating a reverse bucket list, and working with my future self. Two, decide, who do I want to be? In the wake of my caregiving experience, priorities have shifted, and I'm looking at life from a different vantage point. As I mentioned before, I'm relying on the work I've done in the last few series of VanCasts relating to midlife wellness and envisioning the future. Three, identify what mindful actions align with that vision. 
I'm giving myself the first two weeks of November to define what I'm calling the Six Months to 60 Project. More on that in the November 15th VanCast. And for begin, what's the next step? On the day this VanCast is released, November 1st, I'm starting a Prolon Fast, something I shared on a Wellness Wednesday podcast back in 2022. One of the things I love about this five-day fast is that it gives me some quiet contemplation time, which I'll use to outline my intentions for my six months to 60 project. I'll be considering how I want to approach my wellness and well-being, along with how to structure my personal and professional lives and work with important themes like spirituality and creativity. And now your takeaway. What life transition are you navigating at this moment? How might you reflect on what matters most, decide who you want to be, identify what mindful actions align with that vision, and begin taking that first step? If you haven't listened to the last few series of VanCasts on midlife wellness, the reverse bucket list, and envisioning your future, I suggest you go back and give them a listen. I'll link up the first episode in each series, along with links to the reverse bucket list and the Prolon episodes in the show notes. As you begin to sketch out a new way forward for yourself, give some thoughts to these three additional questions. One, what am I willing to let go of? Two, what legacy do I want to leave behind? And three, what am I grateful for? For me, the four-step framework and the three questions are helping me be more intentional with my time. This has good and far-reaching implications in how I create and maintain my schedule, in what and how I delegate, in how I care for myself and my well-being, and, perhaps most importantly, when I say no. If there's a boundary that I fiercely protect, and I'm getting even more protective as time goes on, it's the time commitments I make. It seems the older I get, the more I pride myself in being efficient and effective instead of overly busy. Yet there's more for me to consider, more to let go of to get to the more simplistic way of life that I'm craving. These last few months have impacted how I think about my future and my lifestyle will change accordingly. To get there, I'll do some reflecting, I'll seek out the counsel of some trusted friends, and I'll come up with a six-month game plan to experiment and try different things. I'm excited to explore new possibilities, unique experiences, and growth opportunities. And that's what I wish for you. Whether you're just doing some fine-tuning or you're designing a completely new life model, it's never too late to create a life that's full of vitality and meaning by incorporating new learning and being true to yourself as you create a life you love. As we conclude today, it's important to remember that beginning again starts with taking one small step, and you're doing it by listening to this podcast. I hope it has inspired you to reprioritize yourself, let go of perfectionism, feel free to change your mind and your life 
nurture your relationships, be present, and explore new experiences. I'll leave you with a quote from author Alan Cohen, who is credited with saying, Don't wait until the conditions are perfect to begin. Beginning makes the conditions perfect. Thank you so much for joining me today. I know there are many ways you can spend your time. Thank you for choosing to spend it with me. Until our paths cross again, be kind to yourself and show your warrior spirit some love. If you know anyone who could benefit from today's episode, please pass it on. And many thanks for supporting the show by subscribing and leaving a review. It means a lot and it helps others find their way to our circle. If you'd like to access the show notes, have a question you'd like addressed on a future episode, or would like a transcript of this episode, visit www.athenawellness.com slash podcast. Until next time, be well.